The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. State lawmakers want Virginia's economy to become more innovative and less reliant on the federal government. But a state report released yesterday says incentives designed to push the change aren't working. Ben Pavier has more. In 2016, lawmakers expanded tax breaks to encourage Virginia companies to invest in research and development. A new report from the legislature's research arm, JLARC, found the program doesn't spur much economic growth compared to other types of incentives. Ellen Miller is JLARC's chief economic development analyst. She told lawmakers that grants often work better than tax breaks because the state has more say in how they operate. They're better targeted, um, they're discretionary, and they typically all have some minimal level of activity like job creation that is required. JLARC says the state spent $3 billion on incentives from 2011 to 2020. That figure will grow as the state pays out a $750 million grant to Amazon. It requires the company to create over 37,000 jobs at its second headquarters in Northern Virginia. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Researchers with the nonprofit Climate Central found that Virginia could lose up to 42% of its tidal wetlands by 2100 due to sea level rise. That's if there are no changes in global emissions or statewide conservation efforts. Wetlands are critical to protecting coastlines in the event of extreme weather. According to the Virginia Mercury, coastal wetlands prevented as much as $625 million in damages during 2012's Hurricane Sandy. Keeping the space behind the wetlands undeveloped would allow them to migrate backwards as sea levels continue to rise. Big local cities do a lot of work on flood resilience, but it's even harder for smaller localities in coastal Virginia that have fewer resources. That's the drive between a joint effort between Old Dominion University, William & Mary, and the University of Virginia. Catherine Hafner from partner station WHRO has the details. They call it RAFT, or the Resilience Adaptation Feasibility Tool. Essentially, it's just a process the team uses to help smaller communities deal with ongoing flooding problems. First, they make a scorecard to assess what's lacking. Then they help local officials make a list of potential solutions and implement some. That could be something small, like better messaging during hurricanes, or it could be a major infrastructure project, or getting resilience into long-term planning documents. It sounds simple, but we, Yusuf of ODU, says there are a lot of factors at play. We have to think about coastal resilience, not just as a flooding issue, but as an issue with social and economic impacts. She says they're also trying to get regions to work together. It's very hard sometimes for one locality itself to move the needle. Water doesn't respect geographic or political boundaries. The flooding isn't just going to stop at the boundary to another county. The team has used raft on the northern neck and eastern shore, They're now assisting towns on the Middle Peninsula. That was Catherine Hafner reporting. To help residents beat the heat, Petersburg is opening a comfort station today at the city's transit station on West Washington Street. The station will be open through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. It will have air conditioning and water. 
food and pets except for service animals are not allowed in the building. The city is also asking people to check in on their neighbors, especially older residents and those with health problems, during this period of extreme heat. A historical marker was unveiled on Sunday in Richmond, recognizing the site where thousands of people of African descent were buried in the late 1800s. VPM News intern Catherine DeRosa attended the ceremony. Voices of the Swansboro Elementary School Choir lifted the crowd in celebration Sunday afternoon for the unveiling of a historic highway marker for the Shaku Hill African Burying Ground in Richmond. At least 22,000 people of African descent were buried there between 1816 and 1879. Lenora McQueen spearheaded the effort to reclaim the area. Her fourth great-grandmother, Kitty Carey, was buried there. McQueen read a poem honoring Carey written by American poet Elizabeth Ackers Allen. Time stained and worn, her poor memorial keeps one brief and half obliterated line. But McQueen and others fear future infrastructure projects, such as the expansion of I-64 and the high-speed rail from Washington, D.C. to Richmond, will further displace the grounds. And then the fight still continues. We will still continue to struggle for the rest of the burial ground. More funding to preserve the site is expected to be set aside by Richmond City Council. Catherine DeRosa, VPM News. Mayor LaVar Stoney's office said that fencing around Lee Circle in downtown Richmond could come down as soon as this fall, according to Axios. The eight-foot metal fence was first installed to prepare for the monument's removal in January of 2021. The Virginia Museum of Fine Arts was initially in charge of planning the redevelopment of Monument Avenue, but former Governor Ralph Northam transferred control of the property to the city of Richmond after Glenn Youngkin's election. The city has yet to announce a long-term plan for the site. Some of these stories were produced with assistance from the Public Media Journalists Association Editor Corps, funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 